0: Over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House.
1: Yes, it is. And it's the hour that we open it up to all of you, the Arizona homeowners. We're here in studio to answer any question you might have about home maintenance, home repair, or home remodeling. Any question as it relates to home ownership in the state of Arizona. We're proud to say, humbled to say, that we are the number one weekend radio show in Arizona, listened to by more people than any other show aired uh, across the state. And we've held that position for almost the entire 30 years that we've been doing the show. So we started the show to stop homeowners from doing silly things, to stop homeowners from being subject to av- false claims in advertising, and to help homeowners not be taken advantage of. And we've been trying to hold up that standard for all of 30 years.
2: And on that note of not being taken advantage of, I'd like to recognize, uh, Would you is it Bronvich? Is that how is that Mark Bernovich. Bur- yeah. Mark, okay. mm-hmm. Attorney General Mark Bernovich is suing a home warranty company for scamming people for selling them services on warranty and then not living up to those warranties. Yeah. I love that he's doing that. $10,000 fine for each violation. The company that they're going after has over. 4,000 complaints at the Better Business Bureau. Now, how do you rack up 4,000 complaints and not get shut down? And still stay in business. I don't know. Uh, It's a New Jersey-based company. That's all I'll say. You can find the name if you look up the article. We're not... In the business of bad-mouthing people on air, it's in the article, if you're not curious who it is, find it. If you have a home warranty and if this company is one that you have your home warranty service, maybe this would be a good indication. Buyer beware. That, that you should cancel that. Uh, we're not big fans of home warranty services. We're not. We're really not. For this exact reason. There are uh, – if you're worried about something going out on your home or having to be faced with investments you can't afford – There's a much, a lot of times, much cheaper option in appliance insurance or your homeowners insurance with with your your homeowners homeowner's insurance that you could wrap into that and save money. It's, I think it's called equipment breakage insurance. Um, Clay at Focus can tell you exactly what it's called. But and let me just take
1: a couple seconds here and talk about why we're not big fans of home warranty policies, Rosie owns the home warranty business. Romy owns the house. Jennifer owns the plumbing company. As the owner of the warranty company, I'm going to go to Jennifer and say, now listen, I want you to make these service calls as cheap as possible. I'm not going to make any money selling these policies if you're eating up all my money. So you have to commit to me that your service calls are going to be below your cost. And then when you get out on the job, you find things to build a romi for that don't impact my profit line. So the contractors, the warranty company is sending out to your house, is working for the warranty company. It's not working for you.
2: And I could possibly be incentivized to... Uh keep my job by meeting a quota. And if I don't have a certain sold quota at the end of the month, I, I may be out of a job.
1: We are much more supportive of the idea of recognize that your house has a monthly maintenance cost to it, replacing roofs, replacing water heaters, replacing appliances, and get that budgeted and get the money in a savings account. And when it does happen, and you do need service, work with someone you already have a personal relationship with that you know you can trust. And if you're in want or need of someone to build that relationship with, that's why we have Rosie on the Proud to say, not only are we the number one weekend radio show in all of Arizona, we are the number one contractor referral network in Phoenix, And now in Tucson. So we're tickled to death that you, the Arizona homeowners, have awarded us with those top honors. We outpace every other referral directory, whether they're local or national, in the entire state of Arizona.
2: And again, Attorney General Mark Burnovich, good job going after him. Thank you. Hey, got an interesting letter today
1: from Stephen down in Tucson. and And, and
2: that's letter that's that's paper this is a handwritten
1: letter he says please send me one of your new 2020 home maintenance calendars I heard about the calendars and your services on the radio KNST 790 AM on Saturday just this past Saturday October 5th I greatly appreciate the great services and help on your referral of certified partners and contractors and for home repairs. Do you have a complete listing by category? If so, please send me a copy. I do not have a computer. I do not want a computer. (laughs) So I am unable to go online to request this information. I do apologize, but I do not want a computer. Thank you for your service, Stephen, down on Ruth Roth in Tucson. Send him a 1919 and a 19. Or a, a 2019 and a
3: 2020 calendar. Who was president in 1919? That's what I was thinking of.
2: Uh, uh, was that Woodrow Wilson? Uh, or was it Taft already? I I, it, was, it was either Woodrow Wilson or Taft.
3: Wilson. Okay.
0: I was thinking the one that was assassinated. His, but that was 1900.
2: I can't remember yeah. the, the Wilson's last year. Uh, I was in World War I. Anyway. Um,
1: but he asked if our list is printed anyplace. And he's asking for a calendar.
2: And the list is in the calendar. We never printed a list before because if we have to remove somebody from the list, we can no longer – we're not a a police agency or government agency. We can't enforce our code of ethics and our complaint resolution policy on a company if we have to remove them from the network. And if we remove them from the network, it's because they're not following the complaint resolution policy or the uh, code of ethics. And so we never wanted an old – partner associated with us on a printed list somewhere out there that, you know, was left 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. Well, what do you do with a calendar at the end of the year? You throw it away and get a new calendar. Yeah. So it's a way we can make sure that that list gets updated and recycled. And we're getting ready to mail the 2020 calendars. We have them in-house. If you were at the Saba Home Show last week, you had a good chance of getting the 2020 calendar. But we're not going to mail those. Hot off the press. Until closer to... Was the ink even dry? December. (laughs) It it dried on the drive from the printer to to the Tucson Convention Center. I bet it did. So if you'd like that list, now's a great time to get on the mailing list because we do one mass mailing to everyone that's on that list. And... It'll go out in December, and you only have to ask for it once. We'll just continue to mail it year after year as part of if, if being you every Arizona homeowner's best friend. If you requested a 2019... Or a 2018. Or a 2018. And we mailed you one of those. Don't need to ask for a 2020. You're going to get a 2020. You're already on that list. Now, if you call and ask us to be taken off that list, we will. But we're not going to send anything else. It goes in the U.S. Postal Service to your house. We don't share your address. We don't do anything other than send that one time a year. Or if you win tickets, then we send you the hard tickets in the mail. But that's the only other time you'll get something from us in the mail. So it's not something you have to worry about. Now we've- getting bombarded with flyers from everyone and it's interesting you know here's a one of our partners who really uses it right deborah from verdi uh i'm sorry verdi solar power i'm so used to saying following valley after the word Verde. Yeah, right. and they, they've been getting on me it's verdi solar no valley in her name verdi solar power she's we made a special mail delivery of a box of 100 because they have an event coming up that they wanted them for and giving them out and they're like this is the most powerful thing we've ever had to leave our homeowners and whether we get the job or not we make sure everyone we visit gets a calendar because everyone needs the this type of directory for their home and this maintenance calendar and it's got a lineup for the shows that we're going to be covering on the topic it's it's probably the best single resource we've ever put together outside the broadcast for and we have and we have you to
1: thank that Fork. it was so that was your idea uh, my idea that never went anywhere is until you jumped on it and got it done but it's a calendar that also becomes a maintenance a homeowner's manual for your house that includes some really pretty pictures of arizona that we run an annual
2: photo contest for so yes if you take pictures of arizona send uh, them to us landscapes or wildlife you can email them to info at rosie on the We'll post those on on our website, and viewers that go to the website have an opportunity to vote for which one's their favorite. Twelve most popular will end up in 2021s.
1: That's all the things we do to try and become— Not all. That's some (laughs) of the things things we we do do. (laughs) to try and become every Arizona homeowner's best friend. And I want to talk a little bit about, in this season, the surge that we're going to see from homeowners— on wanting remodeling work done ahead of the holidays, ahead of friends and family coming in to stay, or the uh, family reunions. And if, if you've got something you want done by the holidays, please don't wait any longer than now to call us. Uh, we're, we're not gonna do anything without a building permit. That takes a little bit of time to go get at the city we're not going to do anything without all the selections being made or 90% of the selections made because one interesting thing about these tariffs we've actually specified ceramic tile for that backsplash signed the contract and then gone back to the tile wholesaler and they said well 2 hours ago we were just told we can't get that anymore <laughs> so we're having to we're having to juggle that little game it's adding A little bit of unknown it's all the more reason if you want a project done deal with someone that has the experience to know how to pull it off so holiday remodeling now's the time to call Richard's trying to remodel something at his house Richard I'm gonna ask you just hold on through this break and you'll be the very first call we take I appreciate you holding we do have open lines if you'd like to visit with us we'd love to help you with anything having to do with your house home castle or cabin right here at rosie on the house don't get your windows replaced until you get an education and a quote from the experts at Pella Windows. So we've got Adam Homer in. Your fiberglass product, in my opinion, it's
0: the right window for Arizona. Explain that a little bit. Pella's got a patented process. Uh, they pull fiberglass through this dye. Uh, it's a matted material. So unlike a, like the back of a shower enclosure, you know how it's random strands and yes, you know, it's yes. all pokey. Right, right. That's not what our windows look like. Uh, it looks like almost like a window screen mesh when it comes through and, and ready to, uh, to put into the front. Frame. And once it's all heat sealed and, and made rigid, it goes through a powder coating process. So you can get a really nice looking window that's very strong, very durable. What matters is how you treat your doors and
1: windows. They are the weakest link. Take the time to think through the right door and window.
3: Fellas, two locations in Scottsdale and Tucson. Find them at rosyonthehouse.com under Certified Partners. Hey, we have
2: Coyotes tickets to give away. Generally, these listener appreciation promotions are in the newsletter, but we missed it because we hadn't gotten a full uh, list of them yet, so uh, we put a trivia question in the newsletter and then we play a game right now, so we didn't have one in the newsletter, so let's pick a, let's pick a water fact from our CAP hour in the Arizona hour. What, what water fact uh, should, we, should we throw out there? What horsepower okay.
1: are the six pumps? At the Wilmer
2: Pumping Station
1: at Lake Havasu. All
2: right. There are six pumps that draw water out of the Colorado River at the Parker Dam. All, all the same horsepower. On Lake Havasu. All the same horsepower. And then there are six of them. How much horsepower does each of those pumps have? Text the answer to four one one nine two three, And that'll win you coyote tickets. Well, we'll pick a random, you know, okay. everyone that right answers, answers it right. We'll put them in a pool. And then we'll pick a random, random number people. out of that okay. pool and we'll send you to, uh, hang on, gosh darn it, of course I threw it away, uh, Thursday, October 17th, 7 p.m. against the Nashville Predators. Oh, that's this so
1: week. Okay. Yeah, better get it mailed out quick.
2: What horsepower are the pumps at the Mark Wilmer pumping station? Text it to 411-923-4COYOTES. With that,
1: we'll go to Richard, who's on hold.
0: Hey. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm uh, Richard, uh, I live in Sun City.
1: Okay.
0: I hired a contractor to do some remodeling, and so far it's cost $102,000. Uh, just before the last payment, I told them to stop work until after I file a complaint with the ROC. Oh, uh-oh. Uh, things, I haven't heard back from them yet. Things aren't going well, huh? No, Uh, it's, and from the, from the start and and I found the contractor, he's licensed, bonded, but I, and I found him on our HO, uh, Sun City and Sun City West, they have this list on, they call preferred contractors. And just to be perfectly,
1: just to be perfectly clear for everyone that's listening, this isn't anyone that you got off the Rosie on the house referral network.
0: No, yeah. okay. no, it was I just, not. I just wanted to
1: make everybody clear of that. Okay. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. So we're in this contract. <laughs> yeah. it's Nothing that sig- we got off you. It's a and, significant and, and size this- contract, and you've run into trouble in the middle of the job.
0: Yes, and, and the one thing to let people know if they're listening in Sun City or Sun City Wessels preferred contractors, uh, it doesn't mean they do good work, but how they get on the list is they pay a monthly fee. And that's how they get on the list. It's not because they do or do not do good. Okay. I found that out. I said, right. well, they're preferred. And they said, oh, well, they just pay a monthly fee. Okay. And I said, and you put them as preferred. So anyway. Tell me the trouble uh, so you're anyway, having. Anyway, I thought I, so, I, so okay. Uh, they poured my, uh, I had a 16 by 23 concrete floor extension, and they poured that three inches off center. So they had to cut three inches off of one end. And they had to add, of course, three inches on the other side to put the two by six wall up. And The first time they put the two by six wall off on the short end, they just had the two by six overhanging the footing by three inches, so that wasn't really good. So, so they did a like a little patch on concrete, and I seen that and told one of the inspectors that's not right. So, he said no, they have to do an engineer, they have to go through an engineer to do that. Uh, that footing repair, which is dig down to the bottom of the old footing and pour and rebar and yeah, everything. Yeah. And, and so, so they had the, the engineer report, but they didn't follow it. they only put, when they put the rebar down, one of the rebar was just laying on the bottom and the other one had some dowels in it, but they weren't epoxyed into the old footing. So, so you're not water. happy with this.
1: Um, and no. where, where are you with the contractor at this point?
0: Well, uh, he says that he doesn't have to fix it because it passed inspection and so and then I have another problem with the ceiling where they put the uh, sheetrock in wrong they didn't put blocking at the end of the sheetrock for a 22-foot length so I'm sure that sheetrock's going to crack because it's not fastened on the end of the sheetrock uh, and and so, and again, the contractor says he doesn't have to fix it because the county inspector passed it. So now my, my deal is going to be is, uh, cause, cause I will be going through litigation and it's like, uh, well, if the inspector said it was okay, shouldn't it be the inspector's fault instead of the contractor's fault? So that's, so I'm wondering. If I would, if I go to litigation, am I going to be able to sue the inspector's office?
1: Uh, that's tough. <laughs> that's I tough. I know, <laughs> but but I will tell you this: because an inspector missed something on an inspection doesn't mean it's right. And I've seen right. this. That's I've that's- seen this over and over again, um, where uh, latent defects get built into a project because an inspector just happened to miss one or two things that he was trying to inspect. Uh, Richard, uh, I guess the first thing I would tell you is get with the homeowners association and make sure they know how unhappy you are with this quote unquote preferred contractor. And I'm gonna get your number and I think your issues are deep enough that we're gonna have to talk offline and I'll give you all my experience and tell you
2: how I think you need to proceed. The answer so is not 100 horsepower. It's not 450 horsepower. It is 666,000 horsepower per pump. Time for our weekly how to If you follow along in our home maintenance calendar, you can see it there in the calendar, what we're going to cover each week. We tackle one specific item around the home because our homes need maintenance, and if we let them go and the lists get too long, they become very overwhelming and uh, very cost uh, prohibitive trying to get them all done at once. But if we can just pick away one little task a week, we can stay on top of that home maintenance, and that's what the calendar is designed to do. That's what our app is designed to do. You can download it at rosieonthehouse.com slash app. Manage all these how-tos electronically, you get calendar reminders, push notifications, and store all the details about the project there. If the project requires uh, investments or uh, specialty parts, you can store all those parts in that app as it relates to that task. So anytime it comes up again, you don't have to go, well, what was that that I needed last time? No, you've got a picture right there. And this week we're talking electrical test. It's uh, electricity. I think we could all agree probably an important part of our uh, homes. From Fox Valley Electric, Vice President Noel Pena, and Head Estimator Ben Perkins. Thank you all both for your service. Thank Thank you. you. Servicing homeowners and uh, commercial businesses by ensuring the electricity supply is is there and working efficiently when we flip the switch or turn on the oven or uh, the thermostat drops below our set temperature and the AC needs a a surge to kick on. That's correct. And also, we want everybody to be safe out there as well. For something as where you've only got a, a ground, a positive, and a neutral. You would think three wires wouldn't be that complicated, but it can get complicated. You know, if I mess up on, on a paint selection, I can go pick a new color of paint until I'm happy. You mess up on electricity once. You don't want to make that, <laughs> that mistake a second time.
4: No, definitely. It's, uh, it's one of those tricky things, and I think a lot of people don't know enough about it, so they're scared to deal with it, which is why we have a profession in it. Um, we, we, we know how to work it and how to make sure we're doing it safely.
2: And there's very little here that we're going to suggest homeowners tackle themselves. But let's walk them through making a personal inspection of their electrical systems and testing it to see if, you know what, something's not right here. We need to get this checked by a professional.
5: Yes. One of the things homeowners can do is check their GFIs. couple buttons on the GFIs, one's a test and one's a reset, so it's very easy to go to each of the GFIs
2: and test them properly. And the GFCI stands for? Ground fault circuit interrupter. And what is that outlet designed to do? That outlet is
5: designed to test any leakage between neutral and ground. So let's say you're near water and an appliance falls into the water, it's going to
2: detect that leakage and it's going to trip automatically. Safety feature. Safety feature. And you correction. would find that typically where in the home? Because not every outlet has a GFC. They should be in the kitchens, bathrooms, bathrooms, garages, and anywhere outside. What does pushing that button on and off do? Am I looking for anything specific or do I have to take a hairdryer, plug it in, turn it on, and hit the button and see if it, it kicks off? Once you push that button, the reset button will pop out.
5: And if you plug something in there, you're not going to get any current resetting it. It's by pushing the reset button in.
4: And then once you you hit the the test function um, you can, if you have something plugged in, you'll test, push the test button. If you go to try to turn that on, it will no longer work. You also see that the reset button has popped out so that you can tell that it's functioning the way that it should. Push the reset button and the power will come back into that receptacle. Um, Also another thing that you'll find in kitchens, you might only have one in your kitchen. So, if you have an outlet that's not working, that GFI could have tripped because a lot of them are wired in stream. Um, So, always check your GFIs if you're not seeing, if you're losing power at one receptacle
2: in the kitchen. Even after resetting the GFCIs, if it's still not working, sometimes that means you've got to go to your
5: panel. Or you could have a bad GFI.
2: The the functioning features in that GFI could have just gone bad. In that case, we just need to get a new one installed but if we've reset it and we can still go check our our circuit breaker board and make sure one of the one of the breakers in there isn't tripped. That's correct. Which can be deceiving because a lot of times when it trips it doesn't go, you know, it it may still look like it's in the on position. You've got to physically feel it with your hand and see if it's loose, push it all the way off, then flip it all the way back into the on.
4: The breakers of the panels uh, in theory should trip over and you should see the orange indicator light at the at the breaker. Um, if you do see that, then that's a, the clear indication that that breaker has trips and sh- shut it all the way off and turn it back on. Um, if you can't tell, it's always a good idea to have uh, an updated panel schedule so you know what breakers serve which outlets. Um, you can go through, and if it's in your kitchen, then you know which breakers run your kitchen equipment um, and go through those one by one as opposed to flipping through all breakers in your panel. And what did you call it? You should have a… Updated panel schedule. Panel schedule. So every every panel has numbers, even numbers on the right-hand side, odd numbers on the left. And you can put it on a piece of paper. You can write it in Sharpie next to each one. Um, just label what each breaker runs inside your house. So that way, if you, there is an issue, you can run right to it and turn it off in case of an emergency.
5: It's basically a directory and
2: assigns a breaker to a certain part of your house. And you call that a schedule? Yes. Now, what does dimming and flickering lights mean? Sometimes, is that a bad uh, light bulb sign going bad, or is that a bad power supply? It's
4: not going to be the light bulb. Chances are when your lights are flickering, it's when something in your house is taking more power than what can be delivered to the light fixtures. In the case, like when your air conditioner kicks on, if you'll notice your light's dimming at that point in time, maybe your AC is old and it's taking more power um, to turn on than what a newer more high functioning unit would take 90 percent of the time it's not the fixture itself there's some
2: other source for the power draw the interesting thing about electricity is it's odorless i'm pretty sure it's tasteless <laughs> have you ever I stuck w- your w- tongue i wouldn't on a try that volt? no you no. <laughs> would definitely know uh it, it's not visible uh it, it's it's quiet but if any of those ever happen, there's something wrong. Sparks, buzz, odor. that it's, it's telling you something's not right. Heat is
5: also a good indication that there's something wrong with the receptacle in your house or a switch.
4: Yeah, if you feel, if you unplug something and it's hot, um, leave it unplugged. You can try and plug it in at a different outlet. And if that outlet stays hot, then you have an issue. Um, and definitely call a licensed electrical contractor to come out and take a look. At that, um, in the case of Sparks, again, it goes back to having updated uh, panel schedule so you can run out, turn off the breaker, and and call us. Yeah, early. and call call us, and you know we'll have a we can have techs come out and take a look and fix any
2: issues that you have going on. And the older homes, uh, you know, present a challenge when. We were building homes in the 50s and 60s. We didn't we, – we had a, a, what, a what, TV. I don't even think VCRs were around yet. When, right. <laughs> I, I don't want to insult anybody that had a VCR in the 50s, but I, I'm pretty sure they weren't around yet. I mean, I mean, we have so many electrical devices that we plug into and outlets only designed to use so much. Uh, and you see the introduction of power strips and, you know, overloading our circuits. It's hard to do that with consumer electronics, but you can Oh, absolutely. Um, we recommend having, if you're going to have a power
4: strip, make sure it's a surge protector. Make sure it's UL listed. That'll actually protect the device. And so if there is some sort of power surge, um, it will shut off and send the power back towards the panel as opposed to having sparks or ha- having a surge and having a larger issue with something sparking or catching fire. And They're also not meant
5: for you to plug in heavy appliances on them, so limit yourself to maybe one.
2: Yeah, not something you want to plug in like a a room air conditioner on. No, not before. at all. Now, Ben, as the estimator, are you seeing in home construction, you know, 200 amp was standard for a long time. Has that changed or is that still pretty much the standard? That's
4: pretty much the standard, 200 to 225 amps. Um, you're seeing a lot of, right now, a lot of people wanting to go to get um, new panels installed as in lieu of the old ones. A lot of the ones we're seeing are old 125 amp panels. Um And you know, with the holidays coming up, people want more spaces to have lights and stuff plugged in and have outlets on the outside. Um, So I think 200 amp is about the industry standard at this point in time.
2: And that's really what controls everything in our home is is the amount of power we can draw. And it's designed to, you know, the the homes were designed to always have that supply for you. But again, what we were designing in the fifties, you know, it was nowhere near what we're designing for in in 2020. (laughs) No,
4: and the nice thing now, I mean, we're definitely pulling a lot more power. We're using a lot more electronics than what we were back in the 50s. But also, all of the new equipment has gotten more power efficient. Yes. So our air conditioners aren't as power hungry as they once were. Um, You know, TVs don't use as much. With LED
2: lighting, you're, you're not drawing as much power as you used to be. Your
5: refrigerators, your
2: microwaves. Yeah. So even with all the new electronics with... The advancements in the efficiency of electrical use, we haven't seen a big pendulum swing on on our power consumption. No, it, it's, interesting. It, it, it's it,
5: they're being more efficient, so a two hundred amp panel is plenty for you know a typical house, three thousand square foot or so.
4: I'm I'm sure we're probably using more power than what we used to just because we have so many more things i mean you're talking bedrooms with tv in each room you know you've got every room's got ceiling fans and you know kids have all their electronics plugged in so we're probably consuming more power with everything but all of the big power consumption devices have gotten better
2: and don't need as much the the efficiency that's been engineered into all of our electric consuming devices has gone up that that our, our energy consumption hasn't matched our, our device use. So I guess like if you had two lines on a graph, you know your energy use may have only gone up ten percent, but the number of electrical devices you use may have gone up forty, fifty percent. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> now if somebody hears uh, sparking, smells, you know, that smell is very distinct. Oh yes. Uh, or feels the heat. A number to reach y'all at.
4: Our number is 623-587-7370. And you all have a team of electricians uh, that service? All the valley. Um, We will go down as far as Casa Grande and anywhere here in the Phoenix metro area. Where you go up to like Dewey? We've been up to Show Low, Top, Flagstaff, Prescott. We're going to Cottonwood today or tomorrow, I believe, too. So
2: (laughs) there's nothing too far in Arizona. We'll take care of it. Fox Valley Electric, you can find them at the electrical category at rosyonthehouse.com. And when you're done, you can get the complete list of inspection items on our weekly to-do. And you can check that off uh, in your home maintenance app when you're done with it. From Fox Valley Electric, Vice President Noel Pena and Head Estimator Ben Perkins. Thank you all both for your service. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Continuing through our all open home hour, one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. Won't get you on air today, because we're going to wrap up here with Carolyn. But if you've got a question during the week, we answer it all week long during normal business hours. One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. Carolyn, welcome to the program. How may we help you?
3: Uh, I wanted to know. Uh, I paid a company to come and back flush my hot water heater. Uh, it, it was purchased in 2013, and it had was sort of back flushed in 2014 by another company. And But anyway, what should I expect to see? I thought there would be some mineral deposits on the ground, whatever. I went out after it was done. There was no water around the hot water heater. There was no minerals indication of minerals at all you know he said oh some white powder some white liquid came out and that has uh, evaporated and dried it's gone away i'm just getting the feeling he didn't really back flush my oh. um, uh, water heater so what should i expect to see afterwards anything
2: well either he didn't do a good job or you've got really great water or really been good at your maintenance
3: Oh, the water is terrible here. We have a really high mineral uh, thing here going.
1: (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, Carolyn, I'm sorry to say I'm suspicious, too, if you didn't see any evidence. It should be like white flakes of material. Um, And if it hadn't been done since 2014, it should have been a substantial amount, like maybe even as much as a cup. Or more uh, depending on how hard the water is at your house Uh, I'm I'm suspicious Um, the only way you'd be able to check is again uh, connect a hose to the water heater run the line out to the yard put a sock over the end of that hose and after turning the water heater off drain it for a few minutes and see if any sediment comes out the bottom. If he's just recently completed this, you should see close to nothing. But if you get out, uh, and I wouldn't drain the whole water heater, I'd just drain it long enough to see what comes out the bottom. If you get a couple tablespoons of material, uh, I would be very suspect that he, he probably didn't do it at all, but not knowing who it was, not knowing what your relationship with them in the past has been, not wanting to disparage anyone I don't know, um, If you're not seeing anything after waiting five years, my alert system kind of starts flashing. <laughs>
2: could they have just cleaned up that well?
1: uh well, they could have, but if he says all oh, he got out was cream-colored water. Oh yeah. I'm guessing he didn't flush it well enough to dislodge the flakes inside the tank. Because once you drain the tank, I like to crack the water on and off five or six times just to break that sediment buildup out, to flush it out. I mean, if all you do is drain the water that's in the tank and the sediment ball sits there undisturbed, you may only get out cream colored water you got got, you need to break it loose so i'm suspicious
2: carolyn well we did have one kind of throwing a question from a caller very first thing this morning his name was max and he just he's moving from scottsdale to chandler and they bought a home that's used but they want to redo the entire floor in tile
0: his question is he thinks is simple i hope it is Um, Do you remove the baseboard and take the tile to the wall, or do you just take the tile to the baseboard?
2: Mm. I have seen both, and I think it looks better to take the baseboard off. It adds extra labor. It adds extra time. But if if it's tall enough baseboard, I've seen a few where you could cheat it, but generally speaking, it looks pretty horrible. And uh, that grout then goes right up against the baseboard, and I think it's a cleaner look to have the tile, hit, to see no grout where the baseboard and tile meet, and you can put a little, being a caulk, it looks a lot cleaner.
1: It, it, it lives cleaner. Now, there's a lot of interior designers that would tell you the height of the baseboard is critical, because uh, if you've got two and a half inch baseboard, and you're going in with an inch, inch, and a half thick material, uh, you would definitely want to remove the baseboard and go in with a three and a half inch. But a lot of designers like the metrics of leaving the baseboard in and allowing the grout to be even. And then every cut is exactly dimensional from the center of the room out. So I would say the height of the baseboard probably is going to make the right decision. There's nothing worse than covering up a a 2.5-inch baseboard With an inch or inch and a quarter of thick material, and you see this little bitty (laughs)
2: thing—a little skinny baseball. Oh, it's horrible!
1: That's horrible.
2: So, congratulations on the new home and relocating. Just make sure you do that before you move in. If you're going to do the whole house, it'll be a lot easier to manage that. And you know, I know occasionally, um, you know, nobody likes paying their utility bill every single. Month in, month out, and we're always looking on how to make it less and less and less and less and less. But at the end of the day, it, it's a great services provided to us. Uh, we've spent a lot of time looking at Arizona's infrastructure, both water and electrical. And for all 10 power companies in Arizona, just, hey, congratulations, we're not California. How'd you like to be this peony blackout? Can you imagine any Arizona utility company saying, oh, there's a fire. We're just going to stop transmitting power to like 2 million of you guys. Sorry. From the
1: information I've seen, the way California
2: Regulatory Agency has regulated PGE is criminal. You know, I've been following – I have not said anything on the air, but I've been following them for about six months um, on on the PG&E just because – Uh, of how crooked it is. I have a sister that lives
1: in the area. She's been without power for four days. I know her husband, Terry, would love to be writing a check. So
2: that his power could be turned, <laughs> be turned on. <laughs> yes. So hats off to all the utility workers in Arizona, both water and electrical and gas, for keeping us up and running and appreciate the service you provide. If you've got questions during the week, one Email to info at rosieonthehouse.com or uh, next Saturday, 7 o'clock. We'll be back here. Join us.